Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Jose Tovar is going to produce, and I hope you enjoyed a special edition of Inside the Huddle today with the ball coach and uh, the Gator QB, Shane Matthews. We are back to our normal uh, 11 o'clock Tuesday time next week. Coach went to the Duke game and obviously very happy uh, with the outcome there. Uh, We're going to start today by talking about the National Football League. The NFL begins its regular season tomorrow when Detroit plays Kansas City. And uh, it's kind of odd. All three Florida teams start on the road uh, for week one, including the Jags, who will be facing Anthony Richardson and the Colts. And the guy's been covering the Jags for ESPN, ESPN.com. Joins us, my bud Mike DiRocco. DRock, good to talk to you, man. How are you? I'm good, Steve. How are you doing, bud? I'm okay. Whenever I have Shane and Coach Spurrier in the studio, it's a good day. Yeah. <laughs> and then you follow it up with me, so I'm sure that that's, just, that's like the, uh, you know, the icing on top of the cake there, right? Hey, you know, you're always welcome here. Um, look, what a difference a year makes, huh? I mean, last year it was certainly hopeful the Jags would make that leap, you know, which they did. You know, most people have them pegged as the division leader here to win the division. As you look at this Jags team, just from the, you know, the 50,000-foot the view, D-Rock, what do you see? Uh, I do see the best team in the AFC South, uh, mainly because the AFC South is not very good. Um, you know, there's two rookie quarterbacks with Anthony Richardson and uh, C.J. Stroud over there in Houston. Uh, the Titans, I think, are right on that level of um, <sighs> mediocrity, I think, is, is the best way, I guess, to say it. Uh, and the Jaguars have one of the best offenses in the NFL. I mean, I, I didn't mean to imply that the only reason that they're the best team is because the, the rest of the division stinks, but it doesn't hurt. Um, but, you know, this is a top-10 offense last year. They added Calvin Ridley to that group. Um, if you look back at, at Doug Peterson's tenure in Philadelphia, his second year was 2017, and he took Carson Wentz and turned him into an MVP candidate. Uh, so the question then is, well, what could he do with a guy like Trevor Lawrence? So. Uh, I think this has got a chance to be one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL and and, and a team that can make a deep playoff run. Uh, You know, I think what you mentioned about Ridley, I I think he's poised to have a big year. Do you agree? Yeah, he was the best offensive player outside of the quarterback in in camp without question. And uh, he, you know, you you wanted to find out, is there going to be any rust? Does he look like he's, you know, a half step off. And, and maybe early in the spring as he was getting his conditioning back, um, you could say, yeah, a little bit rusty, but, man, camp, he was fantastic. And uh, I think we saw the kind of impact he can have uh, in that last preseason game when, when Trevor Lawrence is getting blitzed and he's getting smacked in the mouth and he just puts a ball up for, for uh, Calvin Ridley to go get on the sideline, made a fantastic catch. So the confidence and, and the rapport between those two is, is there, and, and that can only mean – good things for this offense you can't you have to pick your poison with this offense and and you know i guess number one would be trying to stop calvin ridley but good luck uh if there is an achilles heel or two with this team d rock what would it be it's the pass rush without question for me um you know josh allen is a seven eight sack guy that's just who he is um 
that's that's not the kind of guy they thought they were getting when they took him seventh overall in 19. They expected a, an elite pass rusher, but he's just become a he's a very good football player, good against the run, gets a ton of pressures, among the league leaders and pressures, but just doesn't finish real well. And the other side is Trayvon Walker. They took him number one overall last year, and uh, you know they got three and a half sacks out of him. And again, he's another guy that's very good against the run. He's very good um, as a rusher from the interior, and he's just kind of a, a hard guy to move around, but he's not an elite pass rusher. He's not an outside guy. And that's the guy you take number one overall. You want the guy that's going to be 13, 14, 15 sacks and in the MVP conversation, pro bowler, all pro, and, and they don't have that. And they did nothing in the offseason to address that area. They drafted a guy in the fifth round, they didn't sign any of the available rushers, even late in free agency, late going into camp. Unique Ngakwe, you know, Jadavion Clown, and none of those guys. They they brought some guys in but didn't sign them. So they're they're counting on those guys taking a leap. They're counting on some of the rookies from last year, like Devin Lloyd, being able to factor in as a pass rusher as well. And, and you know, I, I just think it's a huge mistake. And if it's that will be the thing that keeps this team from being – uh, you know, a Super Bowl team or a team, you know, that could get to the Super Bowl. It'll be the pass rush. Mike DiRocco joining us here as he covers the Jacksonville Jaguars for ESPN, ESPN.com. Um, we all know what Doug Peterson did, um, but you cover him on a, on a daily basis, DRock. What kind of a dude is he? What kind of a head coach is he? Do his players respect him? Yeah, I guess you'd call him a player's head coach. I mean, a lot of times, uh, you know, former players have a better idea of what it's like to be in the NFL, what kind, of, what, what reaches players, what reaches certain players, what doesn't reach other players. Um, but I think the most important thing for, for them with Doug Peterson is, is they, they really like him. He's a likable guy. Um, they know what to expect from him day in and day out, which, you know, was not what they felt with Urban Meyer for sure. Um, and they've really responded to him. And he is, I think the thing that really won them over last year, too, was when it was going bad in the first half of that season. There was no panic. There was no screaming and yelling. It was just stay the course and continue to do what we've been doing. And that was the message that stuck with them. And when it finally started to pay off, you know, that just reinforces that the guy knows what he's doing. So, um I like him. Good dude. Funny guy. Great to deal with from my standpoint. Not that that matters, but uh, it does make my job a heck of a lot easier when, <laughs> when the guy's, you know, when the guy's easy to deal with, you know, Steve, of I course. mean, you know, it, it makes our jobs easier and, and more fun. Last thing, uh, Trevor Lawrence seems like a fun guy to cover as well. And I mean, everybody has an ego, but I, I don't sense a big ego with him. And I get the sense locker room wise you know, he's very good with his teammates. Is that the case? Yeah, no, at least he doesn't show the ego to us publicly uh, and, and not in the locker room either, uh, from what I've been told. They, they do like Trevor a lot. They respond to him. Look, the moment that I thought he really won this team over or there was no doubt that he was the guy for this franchise and that the guys were going to respond to him was in the playoff game when they were down 27-0 to the Chargers and he threw four picks. Um there was never any doubt among their mind that he was going to bring him back or they were going to get back in that game. And then he just went off and, you know, late in the first half and in the second half, um, you know, four touchdown passes and they win 31-30 on the last second field goal. So he is, you know, he's the guy. 
I mean, you know, they've already, you know, the, the, the GM and the head coach are already talking about, you know, we, it's our franchise. This is the franchise quarterback. When you, when you say the word franchise quarterback, this is, this is the guy. Um, they're talking about, you know, after the season, probably going to have to make that big contract uh, commitment. So, you know, everybody is ready to just kind of get rolling with this kid. And, you know, I, I wrote earlier this week that, you know, 5,000 yards, is definitely on the table for Trevor wow. Lawrence with this offense. Uh, they were a top 10 offense last year um, and they added Calvin Ridley to it. The expected leap in year two uh, in Doug Peterson's system. It, it would not surprise me if 5,000 yards is, is he finishes the season with 5,000 yards passing or at least darn near close to it. Let, let me end with this since Jacksonville plays Indy and we're going to see Anthony Richardson. You, you've covered the NFL for a while now and you know, uh, what the coach there has done. You know, he did it with Jalen Hurts with the Eagles. But um, give me a sense of how difficult it might be for Richardson, you know, in, in his first year being a starter. They invested all that money in him, but you've been around the league. What's a realistic expectation for him? Uh, you know, I think the realistic expectation for him is to have moments where he looks fantastic and throws where you go, Whew, not a lot of guys can make that throw. Um, and then there will be a lot more moments where he's confused, where he makes the wrong read, where he struggles. Um, that's the thing that you have to be able to handle as a quarterback in the NFL. There's way more struggle than there is success um, as a general rule. And being a quarterback, usually at any level, but especially in, in the NFL, rarely, rarely does everything go right. Rarely do you get the look you expected for a play that was called. Rarely do you get the coverage that you thought you were going to get. Um, you know, you have to be mentally quick enough to get through those progressions and get through what you're seeing and make the decision, split-second kind of stuff. And, and that kind of thing only comes with experience. So it's going to be rough his rookie year. I mean, we always – Look at Peyton Manning, led the league, I think, with 28 picks his rookie year. I'm not comparing those guys, but the bottom line is it's going to be rough, and you're going to struggle, and you have to be mentally tough to get through that. And that's the question, I guess, that, that you know, a lot of Gator fans had about Anthony Richardson in addition to, you know, the less than 60% passer rating or completion percentage and all that stuff. But can he handle it mentally? And, uh, you know, if he can do that, then I think he's got a chance. But if he can't, um, then it's going to be a very short career for the kids. Okay, we're going to find out uh, Sunday when the Colts host the Jags. D-Rock, always a pleasure. And uh, by the way, where can people see your work? Yeah, you can find me on X, which I guess used to be Twitter, <laughs> at uh, E-S-P-N-D-I-R-O-C-C-O. And then you can obviously go to ESPN.com, find that NFL page, uh, and all my stuff will be there. As the season goes along, hope to get you back and see how the Jags are doing. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Steve. You got it, D-Rock. Thank you. Good dude. Mike DiRocco covers the Jags for ESPN, ESPN.com. 12-17, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll open the phone lines up for you. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good morning. I'm Zach Weiss. Last night, the Tampa Bay Rays beat the Boston Red Sox 8-6 thanks to a walk-off home run by Brandon Lowe in the 11th. Tampa is now only three games back of the AL East leading Baltimore Orioles. The Rays will look to take the series against Boston tonight. Live coverage starts right here at 6. 
In Gator Volleyball, Florida will be hosting the Gator Invitational starting Thursday night at the O'Connell Center. The number two ranked Gators are coming in hot after beating both top ranked programs, Minnesota and Stanford, to start the season. The Orange and Blue will take the court against Sacramento State tomorrow at 7. In Gator Soccer, Florida will hit the road to take on the Charlotte 49ers Thursday. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach Weiss. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Been telling you for a while now about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka, and they do terrific work. They help at-risk young boys who come from difficult home backgrounds and help to get their lives back together. And you help in doing that because what they need from you is your donation of any unused or unwanted vehicle you may have, and that donation is tax-deductible. Now, you're thinking, well, they just take cars. No, they take just about any kind of vehicle. They'll take a motorcycle. They'll take an RV. They'll take a car, and these boys take these vehicles, fix them, resell them, and this is how they learn these real-life skills. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, please consider a donation to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. It helps a really good cause. To find out more, go to rbr.org or Google Boys Ranch Palatka. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. QC Kinetics can change your life. You can live again without that chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Hi, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall, moving around pain-free, doing the things you love again like walking, hiking, and playing with grandkids. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. 
We all need somebody to lean on, somebody to trust and support us. At Radiant Credit Union, we believe in being that support for our members and our community. We're not just a credit union. We're here for our members in the North Central Florida area, and we want to help make your financial dreams a reality. When you open a free checking account with us, you can forget about monthly fees. You can even earn up to $300 just for joining. Visit RadiantCU.org community and let us support you on your financial journey. Federally insured by NCUA. Conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's Key Lime Shake Season. Try one right now. And try the Herb Chicken Burger, the house-made veggie burger, and my favorite, a Florida-raised beef original Big Dick with hot fries. Open seven days a week. Worthwhile, wholesome, fast food. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we will open phone lines for you, 392-8255. You can email uh, Russell at WRUF.com. We're, we're kind of uh, in between today. Uh, most of you have done your bloodletting as far as the Utah game is concerned, and um, we are, we are going to talk to somebody today who covers McNeese. Um, but, you know, just to give you an idea, they, they were not – very good last week and we also hope to be talking to the head coach of McNeese uh, sometime tomorrow. Sean Kelly will be with us via phone tomorrow but then Sean will be back in studio with us so a chance to, to talk with him and ask him questions uh, later on in the year. Uh, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus will talk NFL tomorrow with us as the NFL begins its regular season. Jake Rongholtz the new TV20 sports director will join us tomorrow as well. So we got a good show planned for you. And then Friday, it'll be our first Prognostication Friday. Uh, and I hope to have the weather forecast for you um, for the game on Saturday as well. So all that is coming up. But today, I want to get through some things here. We are going to be talking to uh, Buholtz's head coach, um, Chuck Bell, as they get set to take on Eastside. Um, I do have a couple of emails here. Tony says... Oh, I guess he, this is for inside the huddle, though. Um, he says, does coach like openers like Utah nowadays, or does he still prefer a couple of throwaway games before Tennessee? I don't think it really matters to him. Uh, I like the big openers as a fan. Player academic suspensions don't seem to happen as often as they used to. No, they don't. Remember how many – I remember Coach Spurrier in the summertime. He'd get, you know, okay, media boys, media boys. And he'd say, yeah, we're not going to have so-and-so. Yeah, we're going to class. We're going to class. Uh, and you don't – you know, hear about that as much, and I think it's because you have all those academic people now on staff who make sure, uh, you know, these kids are going to class and staying academically eligible. Um, and then we have another uh, from Joe uh, who says, uh, who's the best, who are the top three teams in the SEC now? Ooh, that's a good question. Who? Probably Alabama won. I would say Tennessee, two. 
and maybe LSU three? But I'm going to throw that out to you. It's a good question. Today, that's going to change, you know, how many times over the course of the season, you know, how much stock do you take in LSU getting thumped by FSU? Is that just a one-off, or do you think, you know, LSU is going to be in a little trouble? So uh, we can talk about that as well. Again, today's just, you know, sort of one of those days uh, when there just isn't something that just sticks out. Uh, And I hope, though, Bill says, uh, I miss hearing your show more than I hear it. I heard your reply to my anti-college football message. You did a great job. It was complete, forceful, rational, to a point, and well done. It did nothing to convince me, though, that college football isn't being poisoned by NIL and more. Actually, there's another factor I can add, and that's conference reorganization. If you want to confuse college football, conference realignment is it. And all this together, you have a smoky, stinking dumpster fire. One of the worst things about NIL is that it appears to be totally unregulated. How can something so treacherous and secretive fly under the radar? He has a solution. Eliminate college football. Eliminate college football. Create a level where otherwise college-type players play on teams in an intermediate level between the former college situation and the pros. Hmm. Okay. Um, A lot of people believe college athletics is headed to that model. I'm one of them. Super conferences. I think college players will be employees, unionized at some point. Um, So maybe we are headed to that. 1228, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Chuck Bell, the Buell's football coach, joins us next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving. All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing. I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day, but I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them who's paying for your radio advertisements, who's producing your radio show. After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. That's all there is to it. Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff and I work for Talon Wealth. That's right, Christian. We don't have to sell annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talon Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. Here's the kickoff, and this game is underway. Can't make it to the game? This season, make sure you get the best at-home experience with video and audio from Electronics World. EW features big-screen HD TVs and projectors from Sony and super sound from Yamaha, Sony, and Marantz with speakers from Bowers and Wilkins, Geff and Martin Logan. See and hear for yourself. Visit Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. 
Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. Hey, neighbor, check out my yard. It looks like an oasis. Wow, how'd you do it? I went to qualitygreenspecialist.com. They have the best selection of shrubs and natives, cool shade trees like oaks, colorful flowering bottle brush and creep myrtles with the largest collection of fruit trees in Central Florida. Quality Green Specialists? Yep, and they're open 9 to 4 every day. Quality Green Specialists. Top quality plants, sustainable gardening products, friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue in DeLand. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. High pressure will continue to build over our area today, so that means lots of sunshine throughout the afternoon. Temperatures getting hot, but not getting too oppressive. Humidity levels will be on the lower side. Highs today in the lower 90s, heat indices in the mid-90s. Overnight tonight, skies mostly clear. Lows in the morning in the lower 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah! ACC decided they're bringing in Stanford, Cal, and SMU. This might be a situation where more is actually less for the ACC. Unless you love your Olympic sports, I wouldn't have as much use for Stanford and Cal. It does go back to this game of geography. That's what this is about. It's about geography. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. You know, in, in just about any sport, it's really cool when you have, you know, city rivalries, city teams that are playing each other. That's the case in football here in Gainesville this weekend. 2-0 Buholtz, 2-0 Eastside. The Rams have gotten off to a good start as well. Joining us now is Buholtz's football coach, Chuck Bell. Chuck, welcome. Uh, good 2-0 start. Uh, you must be pretty pleased offensively. You scored like 40 and 50 your first two, so you got to be pretty pleased with that. Great to be back with you, Steve. Yeah, no, uh, awesome start for our offense these uh, these first two regular season games. And even really, um, you know, the kickoff classic against Wakaiva, that's a team that I saw that I think they're ranked eighth in, uh, in the four metro classifications, so the largest metro classification in the state. And in three quarters, we were still able to, you know, go up and down the field on them with uh, 
with a with a little bit different style of offensive plan than what we've carried these last two weeks. But you know, certainly putting forty points on on a Brian Allen led Columbia squad and then uh putting a 50 burger on Sarasota this past weekend uh you know a good good feeling great start to the offense um and we're not playing bad defense right now but you know I think as we talked a couple weeks ago the big plays been the bugaboo for us and through two games we've given up more touchdowns than first downs Mm. um so we're we're playing good defense 90 percent of the time but dadgum those those uh, those couple of busts that we have defensively um, seems like the ball always finds you when you bust on defense. Just like on in baseball, you know, Steve, if if you're out there hoping that the ball doesn't get to you, it seems <laughs> to always find you. Oh and, yeah. And so um, we're going to try to clean a few things up defensively this week. But no, like you said, couldn't couldn't be happier about where we're at offensively and where we're moving towards. Did you think when the season started, Chuck, you'd be good offensively? Um, you know, I mean. I think that uh, that our offensive coordinator is, is one of the best offensive minds that I've ever been around. He's a guy with a mic with an air raid background. Um, was sort of Mike Leach's right hand man at Texas Tech for a couple of years. Um, so you know, I, I had confidence in, in what Coach Marine was going to put on the field for us, and that we were going to utilize our, our strengths um, in whichever way they needed to be. Um, you know, bringing a bringing in a first time starter at quarterback that obviously puts a little bit of consternation in your mind. But um, man, I, I had a lot of faith in Trace and and our skill players. Uh, we were able to add a couple of guys this summer that moved into the uh, moved into the Buholt zone. And uh, and you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that to say that we were just going to think that we were going to go out and put forty on Lake City, to think that we were going to go fifty. Um, after a four-and-a-half-hour bus trip that should have only taken three hours down to Sarasota, um, to think that we were going to come out quite that explosive, maybe that would be an overstatement. But, you know, I had confidence that we'd be pretty good offensively, and it, it seems like we're, we're on the right track. Uh, it, it's great when you play a city rivalry, but when both teams are 2-0, and that adds a little spice to it. What do you see from this Eastside team? Yeah, no, um, you know, I – you know, just looking at them even last year. Last year we had our game cut short, unfortunately, after the first quarter due to some weather and weren't able to reschedule it. But um, this will be our first chance to really, you know, or I guess our second chance, hopefully, to make it all four quarters this week to play to play a full four quarters against a Coach Hoskins-led Eastside team who uh, is a motivated bunch. And, and you know, any time, like you said, they've they started out 2-0, and we've started out 2-0. and it, it sounds like confidence is high over on the east side of town. So, um, you know, you, you face a bunch that's confident, that, that sounds like they, they've got some belief, and, and they believe that they're going to come out and they're going to they're gonna beat Buholtz this year for the first time in 14 years. Um, you know, I, I think we, we believe differently. I, I know that east side's done a great job. Um, but, you know, we're, we're just as confident as they are, Steve. You know, sometimes when people listen uh, and you talk about winning a city championship or you talk about playing a city rival, they kind of go, yeah. But it is a little bit sp- – not that you don't get ready for other teams, but when you play right. a city rivalry or a city rival, that just means a little bit more, doesn't it? Oh, it definitely does. It definitely does. You know, I – we talked last time about my experience with Coach Muschamp and how um, his his the way his mentality was that every game's the same, rivalry games aren't any different. Um, you just approach every every team as a nameless, faceless opponent. Used to be his quote to us, and um, you know you, that was kind of polarizing from or, or polar opposite of what Coach Meyer was previous to that. And yeah. I think everybody knows the the weight that he put on rivalry games. 
you know, I, I tend to kind of air towards Coach Meyer's view on this one. Um, for us, beating Eastside, beating Gainesville will always be extremely important. And I think the dominance that we've had over, over Gainesville High School, you know, they haven't scored a touchdown on us since 2019. Um, the dominance we've had over Eastside, 14 wins in a row against Eastside, I think that's kind of led and put us to the position where we're at as far as being the dominating team in, in Alachua County right now. So, um, you know, emotionally, uh, you know, and, and really, so emotionally it's always obviously going to be special and is always special. I remember every game I ever played against Eastside. I remember every game I ever played against Gainesville High School. You know, the – the you play Ocala Forest and you know I I I don't really remember things like that you <laughs> yeah. know and I'm no no offense to no them. I, I yeah I know what you're saying there's got a great program but no it, for for Gainesville guys man this, this is special and they're gonna pack it out you know Eastside's excited about being two and zero um, so I think you know you look at 2018 when we were able to beat Anthony Richardson um, we had 10,000 people in, at Citizens Field for that game so. Um, this is going to be, I, I would expect, it sounds like, another highly attended, um, you know, their band's going to be rocking, their, their folks on their side are going to be amped up, our golden boys over on the Buholt side are going to be yelling, our student section is going to be going hard. Um, yeah, there, there's a different level of, uh, of, of intensity, there's a different level of, of, you know, mental acuity that you have to have in this type of game. So hopefully our guys can handle the emotions, um, go out and play with play with the intense focus, and you know once that ball gets kicked off, it, it kind of does turn into just sort of another opponent. But certainly in this week leading up, um, you can tell in our guys' minds and, and just from practice yesterday, there's there's a different level of focus right now as we prepare for Eastside. Should be fun. Eastside beholds this weekend. Citizens Field. Chuck, appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Go Cats. You got it, Chuck Bell, beholds coach. We have reached out to Coach Hoskins. From east side, so we hope uh, he will return uh, the text and get him on. I want to let you folks know about the east side Rams uh, as well. Uh, all right, we'll open the phone lines for you three nine two eight two five five. Email s russell at wruf Who are the top three teams in the SEC today? Today. Um, would you say Alabama is? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I would probably lean that way, um, but we'll see. Um, Mike says he was listening to a Baltimore radio station only talks about the Orioles and Ravens. One of the two personalities went to Florida uh, and said, what's wrong with Florida? They look like they just met the day before the game to practice. The coach looked like he's disinterested in the sidelines. So many unforced mistakes. Must have been hard for you to watch. No sense of urgency. The female personality said, I can't disagree. I know it must be hard on past players and Coach Spurrier to watch what they built up torn down. I, I You know, torn down is a bad thing to me. Bad thing. Nobody intends... To tear anything down. I mean, can you say it's unfortunate? Because look, going to say it again. I'm a history guy. Understand this as a fan. You are not going to be on top or good forever. You're not. 
That's just how it is. And that's why when you are, man, enjoy it. It doesn't stay that way. There's not a program in the country, the Michigans, Ohio State, you look at what they've done, that they've had down years where, but nobody tore it down. Nobody tore it down. I, that's just a bad phrase to me. Um, Barbara said, why haven't I mentioned Ben Shelton? Okay, I'm mentioning Ben Shelton. I was going to do that later on in the show. Um, and yeah, he said in this press conference, he gave a shout out to Grant Holloway and the Gators. Um, and you know what? It's great. It's great. And of course, his dad's coaching him. He's playing a doubles match also. And not just, he's, and he's going to play Djokovic. How cool is that tomorrow? So, yeah, it's great to see a 20 year old kid, um, you know, doing what he's doing and having such a tremendous run. And I'll tell you what, those two dudes yesterday, I mean, they smoke serves. Th- those things are, I mean, whew, I can only dream of that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, obviously with Ben Shelton, pretty cool thing. Daryl's top three, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you would put Georgia first. I just don't want to put them first. But, yeah, they would, probably would be. And, uh, and Alabama may jump that if they beat Texas. I think Texas is going to win that game. I don't know, I, Texas had a beat last year until Ewers went down. Patrick says, uh, great interview with Chuck Bell. Um, yeah, he's a good guy. And he's got Buholtz rolling, uh, much as Mark Whittemore had Buholtz rolling last year. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good morning, I'm Zach Weiss. Last night, the Tampa Bay Rays beat the Boston Red Sox 8-6 thanks to a walk-off home run by Brandon Lowe in the 11th. Tampa is now only three games back of the AL East leading Baltimore Orioles. The Rays will look to take the series against Boston tonight. Live coverage starts right here at 6. In Gator Volleyball, Florida will be hosting the Gator Invitational starting Thursday night at the O'Connell Center. The number two ranked Gators are coming in hot after beating both top ranked programs, Minnesota and Stanford, to start the season. The Orange and Blue will take the court against Sacramento State tomorrow at 7. In Gator Soccer, Florida will hit the road to take on the Charlotte 49ers Thursday. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach Weiss. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Folks, I've been telling you about the Cousins family in this business for a long time. I don't ever endorse anything I don't believe in or I don't use myself. I'm driving a vehicle from there. I have for a long time, and I can honestly tell you, every vehicle I purchased from there has been wonderful for me. It's lasted me a long time with low maintenance. And the buying process was really good, too. The first time I went to Southeast Car Agency, I came away most impressed with their sales staff because they never tried to force a vehicle on me. They asked me what I was looking for. 
I could test drive vehicles. I could walk down and check them out for myself without any pressure. And I can't tell you how refreshing that was after being in other places where I was almost hounded by salespeople wanting to make a pitch. And remember, if you're looking for a new vehicle, they don't have any, they have the best in late model, low mileage vehicles over 40 years, the Cousins family has run the business. Make sure when you go see them, you tell them, Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-700-6898. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about 100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-700-6898. That's 800-700-6898. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-700-6898. 800-700-6898. The diamond buying opportunity of the year is happening this weekend at International Diamond Center. It's IDC's three-day bridal event where you can buy like a dealer buys. Rare, precious GIA-certified diamonds. All shapes, all sizes. All at rock-bottom prices. Rounds, ovals, princess cuts, cushion cuts, emerald cuts. All natural, perfectly cut diamonds. Certified by the most prestigious gem labs in the world. Get the best prices of the year and take advantage of 36 months zero-interest financing on any purchase. And for this event, you can match that diamond with a perfect ring from Takori or Viraggio. Both world-class designers are flying in their entire collections for this. Come join us as we open the IDC vault and showcase the largest selection of diamonds you've ever seen in one place at prices you never thought possible and get three years zero interest financing. It's this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday exclusively at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point on approved credit. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's Key Lime Shake Season. Try one right now. And try the Herb Chicken Burger, the house-made veggie burger, and my favorite, a Florida-raised beef original Big Dick with hot fries. Open seven days a week. Worthwhile, wholesome, fast food. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. This is Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays, and you're listening to Gainesville's only home for Rays baseball. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF and online at WRUF.com. This is Coach Steve Spurrier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. You know, sometimes when people or whatever do rankings, sometimes they're very puzzling to me. CBS has their latest college football rankings out. 
Jose, let me ask you a question. Given uh, what Florida had, you know, they played a top 10 or top 15 team in Utah, lost, and Florida was not in the top 25 in the start of the year. Where do you think Florida is ranked now? I would say around the 40 to 50. Very rank. good. 41. 41. Duke is behind them. They just beat Clemson, for Pete's sake, and they're number 43. I'm not sure I understand that. But anyway, uh, John, I'll talk to us next. Hi, John. Hey, uh, Steve. Good afternoon to you. Um, I want to talk Major League Baseball with you a second. Okay. Talk about playoffs. Obviously, you don't know who's matchup because you still got about 20 games, and there's that log jam over in the West. I mean, there's half a game between you know Seattle and uh, Texas and uh, Houston. So I'm just trying to talk about seeding here. So assuming that, let's say the City Orioles, they got the best record right now in the West or in the uh, American League. So they went out. So they're going to have the number one seed, basically. So let, give me my understanding. If they go starting the playoffs, you're going to have the first round is going to be like two. Is it still work with it? There's that two play-in game, that one play-in game to to see who moves on to the next round. Is that how it works? Yeah, I think. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about wild card. Yeah, I think if it were done today, um, you would have that uh, the wild card game because I think the way it would work in the American League now. I think the Orioles and the Astros would get a bye. I think. Well, yeah, because they're they're leading the West. Yeah, they're a half a game. They're half a game up. And the wild so much, card would be the Twins because they're the Central champ. You think so? I thought even if they win, I thought they would be considered a third seed. If I'm not, that's what wrong. I'm saying. Third seed. They're, that's what I'm saying. Well, they would then they would not get a. They would probably get a game against the wild card. Yeah, yeah, I said that. They're in the wild card. Okay, okay, I got I misunderstood what you said. Yeah, yeah, I said that the Orioles and Astros would get a bye. Um, Right. And then in the wild card, the Twins would be the three. I think the Rays would be the four now. So they'd probably get get the Twins. And if if it it was status quo. I think the Rays Rays would get the Mariners now if that was, if it was today, but that's going to change. And then the wild card... Uh, the National League, yep. I think, would be the Brewers and the Reds and the Phillies and the Cubs, I think. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot There's a lot to play. I'm, I'm excited. I'm seeing this West going on. I mean, they're going to, you know, you got Scherzer and Verlander going on tonight. You know, yep. I mean, that's a key. I'm going to be excited to watch that game. I think if I get on MLB, I'll find it somewhere. But I think that's a good matchup. And, you know, I know that Texas have been reeling, but I – like to see him turn around and, and, and make that down the stretch type of you know importance for all these three teams. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be uh, one of the things I'm really looking forward to in the playoffs is you know can a team like the Cubs? First of all, David Ross has done a really nice job with the Cubs because I don't yeah, think half. anybody thought the they, Cubs would be in the playoff picture this year. So right. you know, kudos to him. Um, they're probably you know, and maybe Texas. Even though they had those off-season acquisitions, that's not been a franchise that's been in the playoffs a ton. So those two teams, to me, would probably be the two, I don't want to say surprises, but I'll use those those words, because most people thought the Blue Jays and now the Yankees right, right. not being there, that oh, is, that's a real shocker. is the flip side, yes. 
Yep. Hey, I appreciate your answers there, Stephen. I'll holler at you later. Okay. Thank you, John. And, of course, that changes, you know, who's in what. Um, but it's, it is kind of cool uh, when you look at the playoff picture now um, because I think the Astros just retook the lead. Um, and like I said, the wild card would be uh, right now Brewers-Reds, Phillies-Cubs in the National League. And uh, I, I wasn't a fan of playing games uh, so much, but I like an expanded playoffs. It, it gives uh, you know other teams a chance that have had good seasons to you know get in there. I think that's a good thing. Uh, all right, Mark Gators played man coverage only fifty percent of the snaps against Utah. Utah's quarterbacks were seven for seven against cover three. We are all surprised by how much zone the Gators played. Um, a little bit, Mark, in the sense of you didn't have a quarterback with a lot of experience. So, yes, um, because I think if you have a quarterback with more experience, you, want to, you, you tend to mix your coverages and that sort of thing. So, yeah, uh, mildly, mildly so, yes. Uh, Todd says, <clears throat> several teams went to the transfer portal. Atlanta guys are lighting it up. Uh, our in-state rival, Florida State. Utah's full of three-star guys playing or being coached to produce above their ranking level. When Florida went to the transfer portal to fill voids, do you think we potentially overlooked top talent or miscalculated what lower-star, hardworking players are capable of? Todd, no way of knowing. I hope the answer is no. Right? I, look, does anybody really think that Florida didn't look at what was in the portal. I, I would hope not, but one never knows. That that's the that's the problem with this. You just don't know, you know, what was done. Uh, Jimmy says, if you could change one rule in college football, what it would be? What would it be for me? It's the fumble through the end zone, resulting in losing possession and a touchback. I think it's too punitive. Um. Yeah, probably that. Uh, it is punitive because you, you, you've scored, right? And then you lose possession. I guess the question would be, though, what would the alternative be? If you're going to change the rule, then what would the rule be? William says, a curveball today. Explain to me, as somebody who doesn't live in Gainesville, did go to Florida, how it's still possible for three high schools in Gainesville to still share such an old facility at Citizens Field. For context, in the Florida Panhandle, all high schools have their own field. Most middle schools even have their own facility. From the outside looking in, it looks like the message is we don't really care about investing in athletics for our kids. Bluntly, in the QB1 show featuring Anthony Richardson, you got to see how bad Eastside facilities were relative to other places. William, that's probably a whole show in itself. Um, I coached at two high schools here. I coached at Eastside, uh, and I coached at Newberry. And I didn't coach football at Newberry. I coached football at Eastside when I was coaching the JV team and the varsity baseball team. But I guess 
the issue has always been here with that many high schools, right? And look, if you go to the practice facilities at Buholtz or Newberry or Santa Fe, they are different because you have booster groups who do, you know, whatever. Um, but there are a lot of schools in a relatively small area here, right? And yes, St. Francis has its own, uh, Oak Hall has its own, PK has its own. So, well, why can't, you know, the other schools? There's just not, Buholtz could. Buholtz is, you know, track, you could probably have their games played there. But it's a great question, William, and it's not an easy answer because I, you know, it, it's kind of cool to play in one place, but, you know, where's the money to upgrade it? And I think that is probably a bigger question. It's a great question, though. That's our first hour, hour two coming up. Second hour question. Forget the school. If Deion Sanders, okay, well, I will say it. If De- if Florida had a job opening and Deion Sanders was available, would you hire him here? We'll talk about that in hour two. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. QC Kinetics can change your life. You can live again without that chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Hi, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hip, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall, moving around pain-free, doing the things you love again like walking, hiking, and playing with grandkids. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat,
boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rvr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. In the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-981-4455. That's 800-981-4455. 800-981-4455. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM. WRUF. Hour two of Sports Scene underway for this Wednesday. Hope you enjoyed our special edition of Inside the Huddle today with the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, and the ball coach, Steve Spurrier. Back to our normal time uh, of Tuesday at 11 a.m. next week. Um, call us up. Talk a little sports. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. I, when... when when, when a team struggles, let's just take football, right? There are some who, even though this is the second year of Billy Napier's tenure, who are looking to pull the, pull the trigger. Got to get rid of him. And, of course, after Deion Sanders wins game one at Colorado, he's all that in a bag of chips. So just in theory, okay? And remember... I'm asking you to answer this question with a Florida background. You're going to hire him to coach at the University of Florida. Would you hire him? If it's yes, tell me why. If it's no, tell me why. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Jim Gazzolo, who covers uh, Florida's next football opponent will join us to talk about them. In the meantime, we'll talk to D. D. hello. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good. Uh, good, good topic here. Uh, yeah, I hired Dion in the New York minute, Steve, because uh, you look at it, for us, obviously he knows the state from being down here. He knows the state of Florida, so recruiting should be, you know, no problem. Uh, he's an NFL Hall of Famer, so, uh, you know, he's going to uh, – kids are going to be, you know – attracted to playing for him and you know steve he just he just i think dion's around 55 he still relates to these young kids he, he still he's still relatable to, you know to the Af the african-american athlete any athlete so that's going to audit that's going to draw these kids in and whether you like them or not steve uh you know he, he is a polarizing figure that you know he just draws attention man and 
you look at what Colorado, uh, Steve, I think I saw something yesterday. They said you could have bought a season ticket last year and watched every game for $222. The get-in price for Saturday's game is like 460 So you, you, look, you look at the exposure uh, that, that he's given Colorado, the buzz that's in that city, uh, the city of Boulder, they haven't seen in over, over two decades or maybe longer. It's, it's just a no-brainer because no matter what, it's like, it's like LeBron. No matter where he goes, there's going to be attention. There's going to be more media attention, more exposure, and it's only benefiting uh, the, uh, Colorado right now. So you better believe I'd hire him. Here, I think, is the antithesis to that. I don't disagree with anything that you said, but I think you're talking about Colorado, okay, where they need this for the reasons you just pointed out. But is Dion? would he – and, again, does he bring attention? Does he, yes. But is he a good fit at Oklahoma? Is he a good fit for Alabama? Is he a good fit for Texas? I don't know. Now, maybe if he does well at Colorado and he takes a next step if he chooses to and goes to a bluer blood program, you know, we can find out. But I think that is the next step. Like, would, how would he, would, would what he is, good or bad, wrong or right, does he fit into a major power school? Well, Steve, it's, it's a good fit if you win him. So, you know, as, as long as you're doing that, it's a good fit. And the, the thing I love about him, Steve, right now is, you know, people said, oh, it'll probably take him three to four years to build at Colorado. He's not taking that approach. He's taking, like, the approach, like, I got to win now because if I don't win now, I could be out of here in two years, kind of like a Willie, a Willie Taggart. So, you know, he's swinging for the fences. He knows he's got to produce results immediately. And, you know, I know it's just one game, but – you know, I, I'm, I'm not betting against the guy, man. The, the guy's won everywhere he's been almost. So, like I said, man, uh, you know, and, until he proves me wrong, uh, I, I think he's going to do well at Colorado. Okay. Appreciate you, D. Thank you for your call. Uh, Bernard, welcome. I don't know what I hired him. I, I like his success, Steve, but I'm not the biggest Deion Sanders fan. But, yes, he would be acceptable. Just like the guy said, if you we find out in the deep south where football is king, if you win, Steve, everything else is secondary. So if he went to those places and won, he would they would they would welcome him with open arms. And I Dan Patrick said something about Dion that kinda of changed my mind, said that this guy has put together excellent style. I know I think Tim Bruce is his tight end court, so he may be smarter than what we think. But getting to Florida, Steve, I see where we're, the soccer team is going on at FSU, and they have a really good soccer. Steve, we used to dominate in soccer and basketball and some of the other sports. So did we? Did they almost the entire other department go to sleep up there? And in Florida State, pastors by. In the football situation, Steve, I saw Florida State release their depth chart for their game this Saturday. I went through it. Almost everyone on that depth chart too deep has at least been in school. At least the, the, I saw a true junior. So you're looking at guys that have been in the program at least three years. And I, I don't know whether Florida has that. And I, also, I think Napier needs to be more aggressive, kind of look at culture in this locker room, Steve, if you have a 
85 kids and you have two bad apples and 83 good ones look like the 83 would 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 compensate for the two i just think if there's a guy that it can help your program you need to bring him in whether he has regardless of the number of years he has an eligibility and regardless of what you have on your roster steve you have a great day Bernard, thank you he's already done that i mean how many times do you hear him talk about culture rebuilding culture he says that a ton of times so and he's brought people in here it isn't like he hasn't done any of that uh david welcome to the show good afternoon steve your last two callers brought up all the positives of dion and all of them are true uh you know he's flashy uh he would have no problem with recruits especially in florida um but if you ask me today right now today I would say no. I would not hire him because he is still not a proven coach on the on the level he's coaching now. Um, yeah, the the Colorado win was impressive, and you got to give him all the kudos in the world. But guess what? Uh, Napier won his first big game too. He beat a, a ranked team, even though it was at home. He still beat a ranked team, and then we saw what happened last year. Uh, I think they. Have- Push the brakes a little bit on Dion. Uh, he's got a lot of excitement about that uh, in Colorado right now because they're not expecting to win there. And when you win like he did, the buzz, first week buzz, we've seen it. Uh, it happened last year for us. And I, I got a feeling that uh, Napier's going to turn things around. And uh, again, Norvell was not tearing up the world in his second year at FSU. But the powers that be had the foresight to give him some time to get his team together. And I think that's what Florida is going to do as well. Have a great day, Steve. Thank you, David. Let me tell you something about Deion Sanders that I think is overlooked. And I think D mentioned it. If you get through, you know, if Deion Sanders, if he is this, if you think he is big ego, you know, about him, prime time, all of that, okay? He understands talent and he understands a coaching staff, okay? I went and looked this up over the weekend after they beat uh, TCU. Their defensive coordinator came from Alabama, okay? He was the associate defensive coordinator at Alabama. That's uh, His name is Kelly, Charles Kelly. The offensive coordinator he hired was a former head coach at Kent State. Tim Brewster, who coached at Florida, has coached tight ends for a bunch of school, a bunch of schools. And remember, he was with Dion at uh, Jackson State. So he has a very good eye for talent in terms of his coaching staff. And that's key. Now, I don't know who the uh, receivers coach is, but he apparently was at Jackson State with him. So one thing you got to give Deion Sanders credit for, whether you like him or not, is the fact that he has hired what on paper is a really solid coaching staff. 
Patrick says he'd hire him in a heartbeat. Andrew says people live in the moment. Sanders' success long-term, I'm selling. TCU had four returning starters. Same people next week will be calling about how some new up-and-comer coach is doing. Even McElwain at one time was hyped up. They want instant success. But like you said yesterday, look at TCU. Seemed to turn around, but it might be rebuilding again. Tony says, I'd hire Putin if he knows how to take a timeout to avoid a delay of game penalty. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, okay, on that note, I'll take a break, Tony. Uh, 1.14, time check brought to you by Ace Jewelry. It, would you hire? If, and I'm talking about at Florida, and I'm not suggesting there should be a coaching change. Please don't. I'm just saying if there was and uh, Dion was available, would you hire him? Would it be a good fit at Florida? ESPN 98.1 FM, A50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, A50 AM, WRUF. Good morning, I'm Zach Weiss. NFL fans, the wait is almost over. The 2023 NFL season will officially kick off tomorrow night as the defending Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs, will host the Detroit Lions. Patrick Mahomes will look to continue his league dominance, but the Lions, on the other hand, will look to make a statement after coming up short of the playoffs last season. In Gator sports, Florida Volleyball will host the Gator Invitational Thursday at the O'Connell Center. The Orange and Blue have continued to defy expectations as they started their season 4-0. The Gators will take the court against Sacramento State at 7 p.m. In Florida soccer, the Gators will head up to North Carolina to take on Charlotte tomorrow afternoon. The Gators are red hot after scoring nine goals in their last two games. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach Weiss. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, it's Steve Russell talking about the delicious food at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's key lime shake season. If you've never had their hand spun artisan dairy shake, you're missing out. Try the herb chicken burger, the house made veggie burger, and my favorite, Florida raised beef, the original Big Dick with hot fries. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead at DickMondell's.com. Open seven days a week at Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, worthwhile, wholesome, fast food. Visit online at DickMondell's.com. International Diamond Center's biggest ever designer bridal event featuring the entire collections from the nation's top two designers is this weekend. Takori and Baraggio are together on the IDC stage Friday through Sunday. See hundreds of new spectacular rings and get 36 months zero interest financing. See the entire collection from Takori. Exquisite handcrafted rings from true artisans in California. And here from New York, see all the latest from Baraggio. Unique, distinctive, and personalized. Find the ring of your dreams and enjoy three years zero interest financing. Plus, at this event, when you buy any Takori or Viraggio ring, IDC will give you a $500 gift card. Buy the matching wedding band and get a $1,000 gift card. Don't miss this remarkable opportunity to see and compare the world's top two ring designers side by side. And let IDC's experts help you match up the most perfect diamond for the ring you fall in love with. Don't miss this unprecedented event. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday exclusively at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point on approved credit. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family-owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville, or visit woodstoveflorida.com. 
Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okito America. <laughs> Martial arts, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Classes for ages 5 and up. Okito is an open learning environment. Locations at 6900 Southwest Archer Road, 7420 West Newberry Road, and now open in Alachua. Hurry, sign up at okitoamerica.com today before after-school classes fill up. That's okitoamerica.com. No radio access? Don't worry, we have you covered. Listen to Gators play-by-play -play anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. We are ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Florida has its home opener, and they'll play McNeese Saturday night. And the gentleman who covers McNeese is going to join us now. Jim Gazzolo is our guest. Hi, Jim. How are you? How are you doing, Steve? Doing well. I'm doing well. Tell people where you work and uh, how long you've been covering the team. I'm actually a freelance writer uh, that works covering the team for McNeese uh, for the American Press in Lake Charles. I also have a TV show here called Folk uh, Nation um, which which covers the team, and I've been covering the team since uh, for 13 years now. It wasn't obviously a, a really good opener uh, for McNeese. So, if a Gator fan walks into uh, the stadium on Saturday, what will they likely see? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what we what we saw all spring and what we saw all camp, we didn't see Saturday night. Um, 57 newcomers. Uh, a new, a new uh, offense, a new quarterback, uh, Nate Glantz from Iowa State, uh, a transfer in, former junior college All-American. We hope to see more of an air raid offense, but we did not see that the other night. So you got a, a lot of moving parts. You're going to see, I think. Um, when you say that, you know, when you watched practice and you didn't see it, was what was the reason, perhaps, for that? I, I don't know if. Uh, the hype, they were hyped up pretty big for this year. Uh, they had a really good crowd from McNeese, biggest since the Hurricanes of 2020. A lot of talk about this was a turnaround season. They just they had a chance. They missed some plays. They had a chance. They had a 24-17 lead 
midway through the third quarter, and uh, Nate Glantz missed a wide-open receiver that would have been a touchdown that could have been a, a two-touchdown lead and see what happened. And then after that, they gave up 35 points in 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the numbers and, you know, Tarleton State, uh, is the defense as porous as it seems or just, you know, just a bad day? Well, we'll find out. (laughs) Unfortunately, we're not going to find out much Saturday, but uh, it it had some leaks that we were surprised by, uh, quite frankly, especially on the edges on the defensive line. Um, According to coaches, they said they were in place. They just didn't make plays, and everybody seemed uh, wanted to point the finger of being uh, trying to make too much uh, and, and not be relaxed and play their roles. So we'll see if that's corrected. That's what they want to see this week is are they at least able to do the things they're supposed to do. Is this uh, a guy, a team that has one quarterback? Is, that, is there clearly a leader here? I think so if you watch them, but they had a quarterback uh, a battle in camp with a kid named Trey Simmons from, down from uh, a Division II school in Florida last year, and he looks like he's more of a runner kind of guy. So they might go with two options. I think you'll see both of them play against Florida, um, but Nate Glance is the guy they want to go with if all things work well. Um, because the defense didn't show out well, somebody walks into the stadium Saturday – who who some players that Gator fans can watch that uh, you know may be worth watching for this team? Well, the two big ones are going to be uh, Micah Davy. This is a linebacker. Uh, he's a sophomore, redshirt sophomore, son of uh, he was a, he was a freshman All American, hero freshman All American. Um, he's the son of former LSU quarterback Rohan Davy. Uh, he, he has had games that have been very big. He had a 20-tackle game last year against Lamar. He can do some things, and they filter a lot of things to him. They're expecting a big year out of him. The interesting guy to watch is actually the nose guard, uh, Trey Winters. He's 6'7", 360. He played at Iowa as an offensive lineman. He came to McNeese. He couldn't get his footwork right, so they moved him to the defensive line. He had a pretty good game for his first game starting on defense since high school. Uh, but the big question mark is going to be how they hold up because they're not as big, obviously, as Florida. You look at Glance, 15 of 35, that's not you know great statistically. Is that an anomaly? Is he a little more accurate than that normally? How, if, if a fan sees him play, what do they see? Normally I would say, yeah, but that was his first game we've ever seen. In practice, he was right on the money throwing the deep ball, looking really good. I will say this. He seemed very timid, almost like he didn't know the offense as well. His first time out started 0 for 4, uh, was under tremendous amount of pressure. Most of the game had six sacks, which is a big concern because they thought they had solved that last year. Um, But he also finished 9 of 17 and threw the ball really well in the fourth quarter. Some of that was Tarleton backing up, but it was still a two-score game at one point. Uh, when they made a drive. So it wasn't all completely them backing off, and it was in front of a big rush, too. So we saw him let it rip a little bit. He seemed like he was tentative to let it rip. I want to see what he does against Florida and see if he lets it fly. A couple of receivers we can look to see. Uh, John McCall's the big one, um, 6'5 kid, uh, redshirt sophomore. He had a really good camp, uh, had a couple of catches, a couple of nice plays. Um wasn't going to maybe be a part of the team until he came around. 
uh, in the spring and had a big spring. Um, I, they look to him as their big play guy. They're hoping he becomes a big play guy. Jalen Johnson is another one. Uh, there's a freshman named Makai Paris out of New Orleans who's, who's going to try to get the ball. But really, to be honest, they have eight guys that are going to spread the football around, and, and we're, we're trying to see if there's somebody that's going to take that next step up and be a playmaker. Um, from a coaching staff perspective, has this coaching staff been together a while? Uh, tell, tell people about that. Uh, it has been, but not here. Uh, Gary Goss in his second year, but he brought a lot of his people from Valdosta State that he took to the national title game here with him. So there's a couple of new pieces, especially the wide receivers coach, uh, Roy Roundtree from Michigan. He came from Michigan. He played at, at Michigan. He's had a big thing with the receivers and been working with them. But for the most part, the, the group has been together, yes, and knows each other very well. Um, what is the if, – if now, look, every coach, I don't care if they're playing the Green Bay Packers, you know, their, their object is to win. Um, what's realistic here? I mean, I, I guess because the defense didn't do particularly well. Uh, when you talk with Coach Goff, is it just, you know, acquit ourselves a little better here? What's realistic here in this game? Make sure the cat the check cashes. <laughs> I mean, let's be realistic. Um, no, I think he just wants to see them do the things they're supposed to do. Uh, he said he wants them to go out and have fun, play football, but also do what their assignments are. In other words, be in the right positions, run the right routes, uh, not try to do too much, and to get better because he knows he knows what's coming. Um, you know, we, we talked at the beginning of the year a little bit about, hey, if you're going to play Florida, it's not bad to play them between Utah and Tennessee. Uh, unfortunately, when they lost to Utah, it was kind of like, well, yeah, but they're, they're coming off a loss to Utah, so it's probably not that good. They're not going to overlook you as much. But that's real. They realistically know what they're getting into, and they know the matchups. Um, you know, they can only hope. Everybody hopes for the Appalachian State moment in Michigan, but, you know, yeah. realistically, they, they know what's coming. Last question. Um, what Before playing Tarleton State, what was the expectation winning, losing, going into the season in Coach's second year? What was the expectation that way? I think it was to flip the 4-7 and seven to 7-4. Seven and four. Um, Maybe an 8-3 and three if everything goes right because the league is not – the league has a lot of new pieces with, with the transfer portal on this level. Uh, the interesting thing, though, is when you talk to the kids – they're going to play hard this week, I think, because they also know that the transfer portal, this is a showcase game for them. And they know that if they play well, you know, you never know where you're going to play next year. That's a good point. Um, well, we'll see what happens on Saturday. And it's been a pleasure talking to you, Jim. Thanks for taking the time to do it. No problem, Steve. Thanks. You got time. it. Yep. Jim Gazzolo, who uh, has a TV show up there, and Lake Charles, who uh, covers the team that we're going to see here Saturday. 129 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Again, we'll open the phone lines for you. Uh, I'm not, again, I'm not suggesting there should be any kind of a coaching change, but if there were at Florida as a Florida fan, would you want to hire Deion Sanders? ESPN 981 FM 850 AM, WYUF. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
having pain like that and not knowing how you caused it and for how long it's lasting, it's debilitating. QC Kinetics patient Diane Richardson hated not being able to live her life to the fullest due to joint pain. But then she called QC Kinetics, where regenerative treatments helped her pain go away. The result was phenomenal. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in using natural biologics to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. This was a great alternative for me as opposed to going in and possibly having surgery or something else. There was no downtime, and that's what I love. My life is too busy for me to be sidelined. If you're tired of constant pain from arthritis or injury, don't think the old treatments are the only treatments. Discover regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. Just to feel good and know that I'm out of pain is the best thing ever. I'm able to do everything that I want to do. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes, and you administer insulin three or more times per day, or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. From local town councils to Capitol Hill, agents who are realtors are standing up for what's right. We're here protecting property rights, here advocating for the issues that affect our neighborhoods, here championing fair and equitable housing for all. Because we are Realtors, bound by a code of ethics, driven to serve our communities. We're here for it all, here for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Back to School is On, and Staples has great prices on everything you need for your best year yet. Save on headphones and laptops. Save on notebooks, pens, and all the essentials. Priced low and still in stock. And right now at Staples, 24-pack Crayola crayons and comp books are only 50 cents each. Plus, select notebooks are just 35 cents each. School on, save on at Staples, where school savings are always in session. Ends 916, in-store only, limit 30. Hey, it's Steve Russell talking about the delicious food at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's Key Lime Shake season. If you've never had their hand-spun artisan dairy shake, you're missing out. Try the herb chicken burger, the house-made veggie burger, and my favorite, Florida-raised beef, the original Big Dick with hot fries. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead at DickMondell's.com. Open seven days a week at Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, worthwhile, wholesome, fast food. Visit online at DickMondell's.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. 
High pressure will continue to build over our area today, so that means lots of sunshine throughout the afternoon. Temperatures getting hot, but not getting too oppressive. Humidity levels will be on the lower side. Highs today in the lower 90s, heat indices in the mid-90s. Overnight tonight, sky is mostly clear. Lows in the morning in the lower 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. This is the Swamp. Snap back, looking left, throws, intercepted oh. the Stop. The orange and blue return to the swamp to face McNeese State. 15-10 to the house. Touchdown, Gators! Kickoff is set for 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central, with pregame coverage beginning at 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 Central, right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRF. Bump, set, spike. We are your home for Gator women's volleyball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Should be interesting tonight. Scherzer against Verlander. They were on the same team at the start of the season. My team. Oh boy, that's just how it is. All right, let's get to the Clear Sound Audiology phone line. And Byron's there. Hi, Byron. Hey, Steve. Man, I get the rambling. So, Steve, thank you for letting me know that yesterday. But I met tennis team, and uh, Steve, that guy Shelton, uh, help me out. Is playing up in New York, man. Just shout out to him, man. He's been representing Gainesville and UF wonderfully, man. And and I, I try to watch the highlights. I can't watch the whole match as much as I used to, but just great to see that. And Steve, uh, uh, secondly, man, about Dion. Steve, I tell you what, what uh, I think what D was saying. I, I don't know if we should hire him, but I tell you, economically for for Colorado and Boulder. That was a great hire, and I don't know if it's going to last, but for right now, and, and Michael Woolbarn was talking, they play Nebraska, and if they beat them, luckily, we just hypothetically, they next game USC, man, what a game. And, and to the Pac-10, a 12 or whatever you are, now you should have stayed together. See, it, it's so stupid what we've been doing with all this stuff. We got too carried away with all these super conferences. So now, guys, you, you, you could have stayed together, had a great conference. So, and on the on the team, man, I, I'm gonna do what Dion say to the Gator team and the fans. I believe we believe. And go Gators! All right, Byron, thank you. Harold, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve, how you doing today? Good, sir. Oh, great! The dog finally decides <laughs> to start barking. Well, thanks well, for listening to the sports scene to your dog. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to correct uh, you, one of your earlier callers. Uh, inferred that the University of Florida's overall sports program was going to sleep. And uh, I don't know what planet this guy was on, but uh, the, the Gator program, academically and athletically, is among the best in the country without question. That's quantifiable. And, uh, you know, it, I just wanted to set the record straight on that. We are ranked in the top five by any measure in both academics and athletics. 
and uh, you know golf, tennis, uh, track and field, swimming, volleyball. Uh, you know, these are just some of the sports in which we are excelling right now, and we shouldn't let the football team's challenges uh, taint the whole university, uh, despite what. Uh, Feinbaum says on ESPN, you know, the university is not falling apart because we have two number threes on the punt team. Uh, No, but I I will say this. Um, The point you make is right. But I think sometimes because football drives the train, you know, at most every school uh, in this league, um, that when it does not go well, the taint over the rest of the program is there. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not even saying that's factual. But I think that's what happens because, let's face it, there's a segment of the fan base that could care less about women's tennis or soccer or volleyball. They don't care. It's football. And well, I'm not saying that's wrong. They but, care about oh, I'm, I'm not saying they, that, yeah. Here's something they should care about, and, and that is that we are not running an NFL franchise. We're running a university. And today, the Wall Street Journal released its 2023 rankings of top universities in the United States. The University of Florida ranked number 15 on that list. And the numbers 1 through 14 were all private schools, which meant the University of Florida ranked number 1 among public universities, number one among public universities in the United States on the Wall Street Journal list. Vanderbilt, a public, a private school, was number, I believe, 13 or 14. So that puts us number two in the SEC and number one among public schools in the U.S. And that's great. That's what we should care about. That That's great. We, and, and and behind and by any measure, we are behind only Stanford af- academic uh, athletically ov- on the overall academic uh, athletic picture uh, at, for athletic programs in the country. We're behind only Stanford, and they play more like sports. Thirty sports, yeah, more sports. Okay, thirty sports, and we play like fifteen. All right, Harold, got to take another call. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, first, a couple of emails. Joe, I'd hire Dion in a minute. He's got swagger like Coach Spurrier. He's going to be a rock star in the coaching ranks. He won't be at Colorado very long. Jonesy says, would you compare Johnny Wilson to Harold Carmichael or Megatron? Or it doesn't fit in either one of those molds. No, he does not fit in either one of those molds. Um, I mean, he's a taller receiver. Uh, he dropped a couple of balls yesterday or the other night, certainly. Um does he compare to any NFL players from the past? I'd have to. I don't see him enough, Jonesy. I'm not an FSU person to to be able to qualify an answer there. Um, but good player, no doubt. Good player. Uh, okay, Eric emails. Uh, I would not hire Deion Sanders. I just don't think the fit at Florida would be good. I can't quantify that. I can't put my finger on it. I just don't think his style would fit at Florida. 
What do you think? I think there are people that agree with you. Look, has Florida had, think about a coach that Florida's had who's sort of out there. Can you think of one? I can't. Urban? Maybe a little bit, right? But, I mean, can you think of one? Florida just doesn't go that route. And I'm not saying he couldn't be a good fit here. I'm not saying that at all. But that doesn't fit the M.O. at this place. Um, So, I don't know. But it's an interesting question. And I do agree with the point. He's coached one game. He's coached one game. And look, sometimes at the beginning of a year, you can be ranked. I mean, TCU's defense the last two games has been, as one of their own players said, the laughing stock of college football. Is that have to do with playing a really good Georgia team that won a national championship and playing a Colorado team that I think is a very good offensive team? Sure it does. But if Deion Sanders goes 6-6, six and six, he's had a great year. Because, again, he would have won six times more games than they won a year ago. Think of that. Pretty interesting. Tomorrow, by the way, on the show, we've got a loaded program tomorrow, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus here. The voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, here for a segment. Um, Jake Rongholtz, who's the new sports director at TV20, will talk a little high school football with us tomorrow as well. Um, working on a couple of other guests. To, uh, hopefully, uh, Coach Goff from uh, McNeese will join us too. We're working on that. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Good morning, I'm Zach Weiss. Last night, the Tampa Bay Rays beat the Boston Red Sox 8-6 thanks to a walk-off home run by Brandon Lowe in the 11th. Tampa is now only three games back of the AL East leading Baltimore Orioles. The Rays will look to take the series against Boston tonight. Live coverage starts right here at 6. In Gator Volleyball, Florida will be hosting the Gator Invitational starting Thursday night at the O'Connell Center. The number two ranked Gators are coming in hot after beating both top-ranked programs, Minnesota and Stanford, to start the season. The Orange and Blue will take the court against Sacramento State tomorrow at 7. In Gator Soccer, Florida will hit the road to take on the Charlotte 49ers Thursday. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach Weiss. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I was really looking for some top-of-the-line dentists to you know, be under their care. I mean, from the first day I came here, when you walk in, they treat you just with the utmost kindness. I've never known dentist or any uh, health care provider in my life that has the compassion towards people that they do. It's just very well worth it. When you leave, you just feel great. But if you want good quality work and dentists that really care about you as a person and your your health care like that, 
come to exceptional dentistry because they are exceptional. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm, and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melvin Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000 at Melvin Law. We won't back down. Two questions. Do you have a small business? Great. And do you have five minutes? Even better. You've got everything you need to start an application for quick, hassle-free financing from Capitus. We've helped more than 50,000 small businesses just like yours get competitive financing and the working capital they need in as little as one day. So, don't wait. Skip the red tape and get a decision today. Apply at Capitus.com. That's K-A-P-I-T-U-S dot com. Gator Talk with head football coach Billy Napier and the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Thursday nights at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good question. Um, so, I guess we can talk about that too, maybe at the end here. Um, because we got a lot of guests tomorrow. And don't forget Friday, Prognostication Friday. We got some decent, and it's not a great week of games, but there's enough quality games that you won't know, be able to get your thoughts. We didn't do one the first week because it was such an odd week when Florida played on Thursday, and we had the post game show on Friday and all of that. But we're back to our normal, um, you know, operation here, so uh, we'll do that. But I wonder how many have, and it's interesting to me that sometimes. One game, one game can change an outlook. For example, if Florida scores 70 Saturday against a team that, you know, they should beat handily, well, does that mean they're going to, you know, swallow up Tennessee? Don't know. But I'm going to tell you what. I felt at the beginning of the year that Tennessee was the Swing game. you got to win that game at home. If you lose on the road in this league, 
It's not great, but there's no shame in that. Other teams have pride in their home field, just like Florida does. But if you can't beat Tennessee here, now you have a league loss and you got to go on the road and face Kentucky. So it, it's, I think it's just a world of difference going on the road with a win against a ranked Tennessee team in your hip pocket versus, you know, a loss here. The only thing I would qualify, if Florida plays well and doesn't win, okay, I, I think you can still, you know, get some confidence from that. But I don't know. But we'll worry about that next week. And we already have a lot of people lined up to talk Florida-Tennessee next week. Because I, I think there's a pretty good chance game days here. I, I just I looked at the schedule again this morning for next week, and I just don't see great matchups. So in Tennessee, if it takes care of business, will be ranked in the top ten that there's the cachet and, you know, Florida, Tennessee's been a rival, blah, blah, blah. So we will see. I got a few minutes left. I got two emails left. I can't do two emails in eight minutes, seven minutes. So hopefully we'll hear from you. 3928255. There's an outside shot. We're going to talk to Willie Jackson here. Uh, He was in class. Of course, Willie is now coaching his alma mater with P.K. Young. Um, and they'll be, they're off to a 1-0 and start, uh, and they're playing this week, and they beat Father Lopez. I think they beat him 40-something to 10 or something like that. Uh, and they play Mount Dora Christian Academy uh, this week. And we've reached out to several other high school coaches, and hopefully they'll respond. I want to get, you know, they, they do a great job. The area volleyball teams do a great job here. Um, and I want to give, you know, exposure, you know, where you can, uh, when it comes to that, let's uh, get a call. We'll talk to Tom. Hi, Tom. Hey, Steve. Uh, just calling just to tell you how, even though the game was not what was, the outcome was not what we wanted, I had a blast out in Utah. I had gone in, think you know, you read all these things about how their fans are horrible and all that. Fans are very nice. Um, and we had nine of us with us. We, we saw four national parks, had a lot of fun and friendship and everything. And um, the game was, again, not what we wanted, but I see a lot of stuff that's fixable and, and still have hope for a great season, and I'm staying optimistic. Well, the, the, the cool thing about that, you know, when you play a team like this, um, it's not a traditional rival. So you don't get the venom, and you get to go to a place you haven't been uh, that's really a cool thing. And you're right. I mean, as a Gator fan, it's not what you wanted, but at least you got a good trip out of it. Yep. All right. And let's go, Gators. Let's, All right. let's, let's keep driven and fix what we can. All right, Tom. Appreciate your call. Thank you. Glad you had a good time. Tony, hello. Hey, Steve. What's up, man? I'll give you a call. Listen, I hope you're wrong, to be honest with you. I hope game day doesn't come here, as crazy as that sounds. Because remember, when they go to a home site, they normally do at least four or five segments on that school because they're there, obviously. And I just don't want a whole game day where they're talking about Napier being on the hot seat. I don't think that benefits anybody. 
So I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they go to the Georgia-South Carolina game that's produced an upset just a couple of years ago, to be honest with you, Steve. That's, I mean, that's the only strange. other one that I said yesterday. Yeah. Would, would From an SEC standpoint, they could possibly go to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's strange. You never want to turn away a game day, but it's just going to be so negative. I have a feeling that. I just don't want to see that, Steve. That's how I see it, but take care, man. Okay, thank you, Tony. Yeah, I mean, it's a different way to look at it, but I see his point. Uh, Lewis, welcome to the show. Thank you, Steve. How you doing? I, I thought I heard you ask the question about what we predict Florida will do this season. Is that the question? No, I, I had done that when the season started, and I just was wondering, you know, after you lose a game, sometimes, you know, let, let's say somebody said Florida's going to win eight games, and you lose to Utah – well, no, Florida's going to just win five games now. That's what I was, where I was kind of going. Okay, well, I, I guess I don't have much. I, I'll just wish them well then. I thought you were taking predictions, but I'll wait to. to oh, you, you can know. give me a prediction. That's not a problem. You know, I, 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 I see at least two. Uh, Anise and Charlotte, at least two. I, I just, I, I don't know why the offensive line keeps plaguing us. Uh, the backs couldn't run the other night. Uh, it was pretty much all on the quarterback, who's still, you know, getting up to speed. Uh, I, I, I just don't know what's going on out there. I, he's got all the money he needs, all the coaches he needs. I, I just don't see how they, you know, make the kind of mistakes they make and so forth. So I see two, Steve. I really do. Okay. I wish for more, but I got I to keep it real. All right. Thank you, Lewis. All right. All right. Two. Two wins. Uh, Steven says Norvell won five and seven in his second year at FSU. Is it acceptable if we win five games this particular year? No, it's not acceptable. I think if you ask Mike Norvell that, he he would say no. But the question is, do you as fans and administration, do you see light at the end of that tunnel? Lucas says, I always thought this team was a seven-win team. A lot of young guys that are hopefully going to play well. Daryl says he's still stubborn. He's still saying eight and four. Todd says, agree we all want to see Florida play well. Anything can happen if they do. As I said, during the summer and the week before Utah, Florida will go four and eight. I just don't see the victories on paper. Let's hope they prove me wrong. I don't mind. Night games on TV are not good for Florida. We tend to lose. Uh, If they lose this one, with no disrespect meant to McNeese, it won't be good for Florida. Uh, I'll be doing a post-game show till 5 in the morning. So, no. Um, no. That, I mean, selfishly, please, no. And sometimes that even happens if it's, Florida can win, but let's say they won, I don't know, you know, 35 to 30 against a team like that, that Tarleton State beat. That would not be good either. Just because you win, you know, and it is going to be interesting to see when Tennessee rolls in here, you know, what adjustments Florida makes. And I really, when I get Vince Ferrara here from the Sports Animal, who knows Tennessee, you know, are they improved defensively? Because will they do the blueprint Utah did? Are they good enough to say, we're going to stop your run, and you're going to beat us throwing the football. I wonder. I, I, I don't know. 
But that's going to be, as it always is, you know, a key matchup in determining, you know, exactly what's going to happen along those lines. Today, our thanks to our guest, Mike DiRocco from ESPN, covering the Jacksonville Jaguars, Buholtz football coach Chuck Bell, and Jim Gazzolo, who covers the uh, Florida Next opponent, McNeese. Thanks to my producer extraordinaire today uh, for his work as uh, he's the, he did the Inside the Huddle today. So, Jose, thank you, and doing this as well. We'll see you tomorrow. And, again, a big guest list tomorrow, including Voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, uh, among others. And that will take place tomorrow at noon, and we will join you then. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll come right back here tomorrow and talk sports with you. Always appreciate when you do tomorrow. Gator soccer plays. Tomorrow, Gator volleyball plays as well. So uh, some more Gator action starting up tomorrow. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day. brings up an interesting question. He says, every year I've listened to you, you and several others, uh, always ask us for our preseason predictions about how many games the Gators will win. I'm curious, have people changed their thought process after just one game? For me, he says, I haven't. I said seven wins. I'm sticking to it. And he said, one of the reasons I am sticking to it is because I didn't think Florida would beat Utah, LOL. But he still says seven wins. And that's a 